Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Kenny, and we're going to be talking about Painted Skin, the 2008 film. This is directed by Gordon Chan, and it stars Donnie Yen, Zhu Zun, Chen Kun, Vicky Zhao, and uh, Betty Soon Lee. Uh, we talked about the, um, the sequel to the film, Painted Skin Resurrection, so we're sort of doing it in reverse. And this is uh, a movie based on the original Painted Skin story by Pu Song Ling. And it is about a, uh, a man who brings a, uh, a demon into his household, a woman who can, uh, or a demon who can uh, present herself to the world as a beautiful woman uh, through this sort of fake skin that she produces. And she's trying to become his wife or his concubine. And there's a you know, series of love triangles involved. And there's also... Uh, you know, uh, uh, an element of investigation and mystery to it because you don't know, or the the uh, the main uh, the the main characters don't really know uh, who the demon is. So there's a whole sort of uh, intrigue element as well. Um, but before we get into the uh, the overview of the plot, what did you guys think in general of this movie? I enjoyed it. Um, I. I... For some reason, I feel like I enjoyed the second one more, though, just because the the plot was less straightforward. Um, and I know that this the, the plot for um, this version of Painted Skin is more faithful to the um, original material, um, but it, it it just felt like it was too sort of I, I don't know. It was, I thought it was very predictable, and uh, I, I think while the second one was also predictable, there were little twists here and there that made. Um, that 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 sort of uh, maybe sort of double guess the what, what was going to happen, but um, while I enjoyed this movie, I I think the second one was better. I also enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed them equally, though. Even though this one was a little bit more predictable, they both pulled me in the same way, and I felt emotional about all the characters and I cried in this one too. So I enjoyed it. Did equally. you cry as much in this one as you did in the other one or was it, a, uh, was there a difference? I think I cried more in the second one. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. I, I, I like them both. I tend to favor the second one simply cause, uh, I, I feel like, uh, it's a little bit more visually interesting and there's some other elements of it. I like, but they're both really good movies. And I think, it's really kind of a toss-up depending on which one you would tend to go for. Uh, and this one is definitely more faithful to the source material, though it does take some uh, uh, liberties for sure. Um, but getting into sort of the, you know, the beginning of the movie, it opens up in a desert, which the second one opens up in a similar type of desert scene once we have the initial escape from the ice. And, and uh we have uh, General Wang Sheng, who's leading a group of soldiers. And we were talking about this before the podcast. He's described as a general, but we think he's some kind of patrolling inspector or something because he has a small number of men and his duties seem to be limited to maintaining order in this city and uh, eliminating bandits in the region. And so they attack a group of bandits called the Desert Camels. And when they attack them, they uh, they find a uh, a woman inside. Uh, this is Zhao Wei, the uh, the painted skin demon, and and they rescue her. And he brings her back to the city where she becomes a servant in his household. And so I mean, we can get into sort of the you know the 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 next step of the of the movie, but just that opening scene and the scene with the bandits. Did you guys have any thoughts on that? 
I do have a question actually because I, I don't know if um, it's because I have like the brightness reducing software on while I was playing this movie so I don't know if um, my screen was tinted yellow or if it was just a very yellow movie throughout it was a, there's a very orange glow at the yeah yeah okay the just, just making sure yeah because I, I I wasn't sure if like you know I've seen the desert and then it was like it was always very orangey yellowy and um, I'm not sure it wasn't just me there <laughs> Um, but I think that that was a pretty striking scene. Um, like I, I really appreciate how the soldiers gave off the feeling that they were very well trained, and like, and then the bandits were just a rabble. Yeah. Um, it's not something you often, you know, you, you don't really get to appreciate this sort of thing in, in movies sometimes because, you know, normally it's just mass melee, and you can't really tell. Um, yeah, you know, these feel like spec ops more than your your run of the mill. Um mooks right they're running around like sniping with their bow and arrows and like distracting with fire and all that sort of stuff i i, I was actually quite impressed with that uh, with, with the way they could with the way they choreographed that yeah i thought it was a very well choreographed fight scene it was very punchy it had like a like all of like like every time somebody got impaled it was just kind of like uh it had a real sort of sharp rhythm to it um so i, I thought it, i thought it was an effective fight scene and i like the way that you, you, you know the bandits they were kind of they were sort of like a, a ragged group. They weren't particularly mm-hmm. skilled, and you know, the, and 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 the leader seemed more interested in you know in 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 eating and the pleasures of the flesh than than any grand scheme. So it was. Uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a kind of a cool opening scene, and I also thought that I was very Im- impressed with um, uh, Zhu Zun's performance. In that, like, especially when you kind of contrast it with the sequel. I feel like she was really able to play up the oh I'm just an innocent woman types type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she would just kind of go back and forth between being this this like predatory demon to this oh you know I'm I'm a, I'm a frightened woman now and 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 just it, but she turned it on a dime. It was like a very quick shift. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought it was a strong opening scene, and then they uh, bring her back to the city and. Uh, she enters into their household as a servant, and this is, and then three months later or so, there's this banging at the at the gate, and it turns out to be Donnie Yen's character, who's Pang Yong, and we learn more about him over the course of the film, and just so that we can talk about him coherently, you know, his backstory is that uh, he was uh, he was interested in uh, General Wang Sheng's uh, wife before when they when uh when he was the the former leader of of he it seems like he was the patrolling inspector basically like he had whatever position wang sheng has now he he held that position and he was uh in some kind of romantic relationship with pei rong who is wang sheng's wife and we don't know exactly what happened but the end result was uh pei rong ended up with wang sheng and uh, and Peng Yong ended up uh, abandoning his post and basically becoming a homeless drunk. Uh, and he did it very spectacularly at the end of a battle. Um, so they find him drunk, passed out. They bring him in, they nurse him to health. And that kind of sparks all of the drama and fuel of the movie. And so it sort of becomes this thing where it, it I, I'm a little unclear on the details, but I think what happened was the wife might have actually written him some letters requesting that he come because she thought that uh that Zhao Wei was a demon and she wanted to investigate that um 
at least by the by by this point in the movie she or she clearly has these suspicions and so she brings them to Pang Yong and Pang Yong ends up meeting this other demon hunter who's uh whose name is uh Xia Bing and they sort of team up and try to try to hunt the demon and it turns out that uh Zhao Wei the the painted skin demon also has a chameleon demon that's uh that's working with her and he's also in love with her so you have like you have all these characters that are in love with each other and uh some but that person's in love with somebody else and uh and so yeah so before i get too far ahead of myself you know any any thoughts on on this part of the movie yeah i kind of i got the impression that um peng yong was gone a lot more than just a few months i i i don't know if i'm right or not Probably not, but I've yeah, got I the feeling that he was gone, for, was like gone two for, years, for two years. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. was gone yeah. for years. I, I, when I said three months, I just meant three months elapsed between the bandit and the, um, uh, and then being in the city. Uh, so okay. I, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think they give a specific time frame, but my impression was he had been gone for years at this point, and he, he definitely looked like he had, you know, been on the road for quite some time when, when he showed up. Because he's a mess. He's like a drunk. His hair is all disheveled. He's he's not even like mentally all there. Like when he wakes up, he still kind of thinks that he's he's with Pei Rong. He's talking to her like she's you know like they're still a thing. And and he seems to have forgotten all the in, you know all the things that happened in between. Um, and, and then he you know kind of comes back to him and he goes to that inn and he and he meets up with uh, Zha Bing, and uh, who's who describes herself in the subs as a as a, as a demon buster. And and uh, and she's got the, the the rod that she can never pull open until the end of the movie. Um, it's not even the rod, anyway. <laughs> no, but she describes it as a well. I don't know what. Maybe the subs were wrong, but she describes it as a rod. And like the big reveal in the end is it's like more of a sword when she pulls it open, yeah. right? It's more like one of those like retractable baton things, right? Like the light yeah. Sticks, yeah. So. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I'm I, kind of confused about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought okay. it, I got was I was a little confused about that section because I thought that she had been over the two years she had been sending the letters to um oh. Peng Yong and they might have been love letters and then when he didn't respond or come back then she ended up that was my impression. You're probably right. That You're she probably ended right. up with um Wang Wang Shang. Because um, we obviously know that he had been in love with her even when um, Peng Yong was uh, in charge. He was in love with her. But then I, I think she, I don't know, to me it kind of appeared that she settled for the second best choice because that was what was left. So I think what happened, so I've got a slightly different view there in that I think while she loves, like, she, I think she loves the both of them, but she just loves um, Wang Sheng more, and that's why she chose him in the end, and that's why um, Pang Yong went into a rage and decided to wipe out a bandit camp by himself before quitting his job, basically. Um, and that the letters that she was sending to him were just, like, because she feels so guilty about um, reducing him into this state, and that she's just, like, trying to find out, to so see what he's up to, and it's the equivalent of, like, Facebook messaging your ex or something after <laughs> after a horrible breakup, I think. One of the things that's so interesting about the love story in this is how much you can you can kind of project all kinds of things onto it because it's not totally clear what happened. They, they, they don't really say it explicitly, and I think what you just said 
that seems like a totally feasible it explanation. Makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but I felt like, like every time I watch it, I feel like I can sort of play out different stories in my head of what might have happened. Um, and I think there's also, you know, there is sort of the, 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 the thing going on, too, where I feel like in the scene where where she where she's parting, uh, like we see one scene with her and Donnie Yen, Peng Yong, and and he and he has to depart. And it seems like she doesn't want him to go away. And but then she kind of gives that longing look at uh at Wang Sheng and I feel like he got the full treatment with the makeup in that scene do you know what I mean so I felt like we were supposed to think oh that guy is more like attractive to her than Donnie Yen's character and and so you know I I, I think there was I think she I think it's kind of like what Kenny was saying where she sort of Oh, go ahead. You're going to jump in. I, I, I don't know. I, I've got the movie sort of playing on the side here, and I've got definite, definitive proof that what I say is the most likely scenario. Because in the scene where his uh, before, just before he takes off his armor, the camera lingers on uh, Wang Sheng's waist, where he's carrying the jade pendant that Pang Yong gave oh. to um, Pei Rong. And when he when he says later on, and I think that give the pendant to the person you lo- you love, basically, and then she gave the pendant to Pang Yong. Okay. To Wang Sheng, yeah. No, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I, and I would I would tend to think that if there's a camera thing like that, because there's that scene when when Peng Yong first comes back and Wang Shen is like, "Oh, I have something of yours to return to you," and the pa- the camera goes right to her face, and then you see that look on 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 Peng Peng Yong's face, and 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 it's his, and he brings him his Guan Dao. He doesn't bring him, you know. He, but you can tell he's thinking, "Oh, he's you know, he's he's going to be with her again because he he hasn't quite let it go," and uh, and so I think you're right. I think you're probably right about that. Um, but he ends up, she ends up going to him and asking him to investigate, and he investigates it alongside this uh, demon buster, Shopping, uh, and they kind of make an interesting duo. She's kind of she's kind of a rough around the edges type character she's she like when they when he first meets her she's like slurping soup and she's you know she's kind of like like she's she's hunched over the table eating and she's and it and and it couldn't be more of a contrast from the Zhao Wei character who's so elegant and refined all the time and so I feel like they were really playing up that aspect of her personality and uh and so they go on their investigation and uh and and it 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 it, uh it, it eventually results in them uh, believing that Zhao Wei is a demon. Because when he looks into her past, uh, she had claimed to be the daughter of a silk merchant, and it turns out that the family that she claimed to be from didn't have a daughter. And so they confront her, and she admits to lying, but says it was just because she you know, wanted to have a position in their household, not because she's a, a demon of any kind. And and there's, there's, there's almost like an... Inc- an inquisitorial sort of confrontation between everybody and her and then they ultimately decide to just keep a close eye on her and slowly the suspicion that she might be a demon seems to fade for most of the people except for Peng Yong, uh, Xia Bing and um, and uh, Pei Rong um, but yeah no, do, uh, any thoughts on, on, on that part of the movie? I, I really like um, Sharbing's character. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you're right that she's very rough around the edges, but I think someone who travels around the world um, as a demon buster kind of needs to be a bit rough because, you know, she's a lone woman traveling on the road and all that. So she she needs a couple of tricks up her sleeve and she probably 
picked up some uh, some self defense habits there as well. And I do like the fact that yeah, she's the one yeah the, the traditional sort of eating meat and drinking wine type yeah. character compared to everyone else. And you know, even at this point in the movie, you can sort of um, appreciate that uh, Pang Yong and her might be a good match because they, they they seem to have some sort of chemistry between them where they're just like very easygoing people. Um, and uh, and yeah, the, the the way they sort of tease each other and make and like it's, it's, the first meeting that they have is when um, Pang Yong is uh, going to the inn and he leads his horse there and he says something to the, the to the um, the stable boy. So like, I've got my I left my horse here. Well, are you gonna say I got scared? I'm gonna run away and like, feed my horse and, and he walks off and she does the exact same thing as him and, and gives him that and gives him like a, uh, I think she's sort of like whacks him with like some dust or something uh, yeah, she, she, she uh... gets off and she shakes her, her <laughs> robe or something and, and all the dirt flies on him yeah uh, yeah just just the way they interacted um and for, for you know for, for during the first meeting which sort of sets them up as, as a good pairing I, I think yeah i liked her character too it kind of was reminding me of the demon hunter in the second one a, kind of didn't believe that she was going to be any kind of force to be reckoned with kind of inept um, through uh, most of the the movie until the very end of it when, you know, she needs the, the rod to come out and she actually gets it to come out. So it's like kind of really don't believe that she can do what she says she can do until like the very end. But I, I liked her character. I thought she was really cool and she was really down to earth and really just what you would expect for someone who travels around all the time looking for demons. Yeah, I would agree. I, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of uh, disappointed she didn't make an appearance in the sequel. I felt like she would have been a cool character to have in the in the second film. But I guess I guess, you know, we, we were sort of talking about this before the uh, before the episode. But basically the demon hunter in the sequel his surname is pang and so we've deduced that that he must be a descendant of of Zha Bing and pang yong um so you know it's kind of, it's kind of like a uh i guess unnecessary for uh for you know to have the have the descendant be one of those two actors um but yeah so after this this is kind of when the real melodrama really hits the movie this is when uh we kind of have an extended situation where uh, where Zhao Wei is un- essentially under house arrest being observed and everybody is keeping a close eye on her. But she has a really frank conversation with Pei Rong and, and says that, uh, you know, she says, no, yeah, I am in love with uh, Wang Sheng. And she asks permission to be his concubine. And this kind of really creates a lot of turmoil. And and as and this sort of comes in the wake of Wang Sheng having a series of dreams where he's clearly lusting after her, um, and so, you know, and and and, and again, it, the you know the mo- the movie goes on. Um, you know, we we know that Zhao Wei has to eat human hearts, and the way that she does this is the um, uh, the chameleon demon. I think his name is Zhao Yi, but I could be wrong. He, he, he's constantly bringing her fresh hearts because he can blend in with the environment. So he's able to just slip in and out. He even makes her like a little refrigerator, like a little mini fridge. For her <laughs> to see. And, and she just totally dismisses it. He's like invented refrigeration so she can have fresh hearts. And, uh, 
and she just sort of doesn't even seem to notice. Um, but uh, but ultimately, she ends up uh, rebuking him because she tries to seduce Wang Sheng, and just as she's there's sort of this moment where uh, initially Wang Sheng says there can only be one Mrs. Wang, and he and he and he's sort of adamant about it. But then she uh, she gets him alone, and she tries to seduce him, and it's a little bit unclear where it's going to go. And at that very moment uh, is when uh, Zhao Yi attacks him, and in the wake of that attack, she she tells Zhao Yi to go away, and we also learn that Zhao Yi is in love with her. Um, so you have again this really complicated series of of relationships going on, and and then in the wake of that. Uh, because during during the fight with Zhao Yi, uh, you know everybody runs out to the courtyard to see what's going on, and the wife sees that her husband was in the same room as Zhao Wei, and she she assumes that you know that that you know it's probably because they were doing something, and and so uh, this eventually leads to a confrontation between her and Zhao Wei, who sort of manipulates her. Kind of like in the second movie, but a little bit more. It's a it's a much more down to earth kind of manipulation where she basically persuades her to take a, a kind of like demonic poison so that she'll her her hair will turn white and her body will turn white and 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 tells her you know that if she takes the blame for the killings because the whole you know all the investigations have been about finding the the uh, people who have been having their hearts plucked out by by her demonic companion. Uh, that she'll she'll uh, she'll spare uh, uh, Wang Sheng, and this is at a point in the movie where uh, where the demons have managed to uh, make it uh, make it seem like Peng Yang is the killer, and so he's already sort of on the run and assumed to be guilty by many people. Uh, so so she ends up uh, you know run uh, you know. Uh, getting driven out by by uh by the people of the of the community who are who who see her in this in this demonic state and Peng Yong leaps in and rescues her and takes her away and then there's a big final confrontation which we'll get into uh away from the city but I just wanted to get your thoughts on this you know sort of later section of the movie I like that of trauma wasn't there I was just saying it no, you go ahead, Kenny. No, I was just I was just making the comment that there was there was a lot of sort of melodrama in, in the whole the whole city scene before before um, everything all, all, all hell breaks loose, and it's just sort of like there's a lot of you know um, Pei Rong just being like I guess uh, insecure would be the word, um, despite all the all the constant um, reassurances from uh, Wang Sheng that there can only be one Madame Wang or Mrs. Wang, I guess is the sub she used. Um, that that yeah, you know, that, that, that she couldn't get get over the fact that you know he he might have uh, he he treats Xiao Wei as a sister or whatever, despite the fact that he is having. Um, rather risque dreams about her. Yeah, I, I think she has good reason to be, uh, to, yeah. to be, you know, concerned. Um, what were you going to say, Dion? I was going to say I liked how in this one that uh, Zhao Wei revealed herself to um, Pei Rong by peeling off her skin, and the way that they had the not really a skeleton behind it, but it was I don't know it was. 
like kind of like worms yeah it was really weird but it was really cool and then she you know manipulated her into she used that to manipulate her into becoming the demon so that everyone else could live because she said that um once you know you have to die so um i thought that was a good ploy to use for the whole situation I agree. It was very effective because she was kind of backed into a corner because Zhao Yi sort of forced her hand because she can't get ready access to these hearts without his help anymore. And so it was a cool move. She she reveals her true form to uh, to pay wrong, which is a big surprise. And then she also just kind of lets her go away and says, you know, tell everybody if you want, but everybody that knows is going to have to die. And so, you know, pay wrong really can't do anything. And she has to go back in and basically say, okay, what do you want me to do? And so that's that's what ultimately leads her to, to drink the... It's the same kind of sort of gold-sparkling, you know, evil beverage that she drank in the in the sequel, but it's just, you know, this one just kind of poisons her and turns her white. Um, you know, so there's, there's not the big, you know, elaborate exchange of skins and all that in this one. Um, it's quite interesting, because we can't really tell what sort of demon she is. I mean, we... We, we were well, we were told from um, Sharbing's ancestors once sliced off the tail of a nine-tailed fox demon, right? And is this what we're sort of assuming um, it, Sha Wei is supposed to be? It's weird because I think they are making her a fox. Because I, I I I remembered this one her not being a fox demon, but when I but this time watching it, it looks like she's definitely a fox demon. Because when they reveal her true form at the end, she looks very mm-hmm. fox-like. And and we even see her as a fox at one point. In the original story, again, I'm going by translation, so it could be wrong. But she's simply described as a demon. And it says that she has like a horrific face and teeth like a like a like saw blades. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it, 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 there's nothing fox spirit at all about the creature in the painted skin story. So I don't know if they just threw that in or if there's something that is not coming through in the translation that is giving them the hook to make it a fox spirit. But uh, Yeah, because I was just saying that the, the lore in both movies seem a little disjointed, but I guess we don't really need to think about that too deeply sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think I think the movies themselves are fairly consistent with each other. It's just that they're, again, going by translation, they're a little bit inconsistent with the story, but maybe they just wanted sexy fox spirits. I don't know. I don't know what the... You know, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. What, you know, also, fox spirits are a much more recognizable type of thing. So maybe there's that. Maybe they figured that has more international, you know, appeal. I don't know. Um, but but either I way. Wanna, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. As I say, I was going to start talking about um, the comedian demon. What was his name again? Xiao Yi. I think Xiao Yi is his name. Yeah. And, and, and it's one of these things I've sort of noticed in Chinese movies where a lot of the time the uh, this is the so-called nice guys finish last <laughs> thing where the, where the guy who supposedly makes all these sacrifices does all these for the woman never gets a woman in the end um, which I find is quite interesting because it, I don't know if that's sort of a thing in western movies where it yeah, being nice in western movies yeah like, yeah because it's what I was going to say like I don't know, it seems more prominent in Chinese movies that the nice guy just never seems to get, get anywhere. 
Well, and also to be fair, he's not a totally nice guy. He's ripping out people's hearts well, to yeah, feed her. Yeah. But but yeah, but no, he he's kind of and, and she even calls him like she says he's shameless for following her around at the end. Like when she rebukes him, it's that that scene where she yells at him. She really lays into him. And, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with, with with her point of view. It's just just because like yeah, people aren't vending machines. You can't put like kindness coins into them and expect something out of it. <laughs> But but also he is legitimately in love with her, so you know it's 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 a and 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 he ends up, but he sort of ends up working against her because of that. Like he's trying to he's trying to work towards what he thinks is her best interest, and so he just kind of you know, okay, when he steps in and attacks um, Wang Sheng, and when he leaps in at the end when she's sort of releasing her cultivated spirit and he grabs it from her, um, which again we'll get into that in a minute. You know, he, I I think I think. Uh, I think it works though because you kind of need him to leap in at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like a very important <laughs> character. He's the the golem of. <laughs> well, he's, because because her character arc is that she sort of gets redeemed. Do you know what I mean? She she isn't really yeah. the big bad at the end of the movie. She's willing to sacrifice herself. So you need him to step in as some kind of antagonist to 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 create the conflict so that the the last scene is interesting, and uh, and so yeah, I, I guess we should probably get into the into that last scene which is a little bit complicated but basically uh so so how do we say this wang sheng uh believes that pei rong is a demon but then he wants to take responsibility and kill her himself and then after he kills her uh 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 donnie yen's character uh peng yong just does this spinning attack with his Guandao and hacks into uh, Zhao Wei to prove that she's the demon. And and there's a little bit of a battle, but ultimately what ends up happening is Wang Shen walks up to Zhao Wei. I think he stabs her in the heart or in the shoulder or something. And then he drops to his knees and he he pleads with her to 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 restore his wife. But he also says that he loves her. He says He says to Zhao Wei that he loves her. But that he's married to uh, to pay wrong, and so this moves her enough that she uh, that she she is um, you know seems to be willing to do something, and and Wang Sheng then kills himself, and then she uh, uh, you know she tries to release her own spirit, and that's when Zhao Yi steps in and grabs him. There's also a moment during this exchange where she lets out this like cry of rage or grief and her body transforms a little bit to look a lot more fox-like. She looks like a gelfling from uh, the Dark Crystal almost. It's a, it's like a very distinct look that they get. And it's a very different look from the one that they go with in the sequel. I thought this look was a little bit more low-key and effective than the one in the sequel, which was kind of a little bit over the top for the fox demon Uh when she, you know, when when she sort of reveals her true nature, but uh, but so then there's a big battle between Donnie Yen and the demon, the demon Buster and Zhao Yi. They uh, they ultimately uh, the, the the demon Buster and Peng Peng Yang are able uh, to kill to kill uh, Zhao Yi, but Peng Yang sacrifices himself and falls directly on uh, Zha Bing's blade, uh, so that the the demon can be impaled and then you know the the spirits are released and you know everybody comes back to life and 
you know, it's kind of a happy ending. And then this Disney ending. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Disney ending. And then uh, Jia Bing and Peng Yang go wander off together to, to hunt demons. Uh, you know, Pei Rong and, and Wang Sheng are still a happy couple. And we even we even see an, a, a, a shot of the the of a fox and a chameleon in the desert. So we kind of get a sense that they're still around. Um, but yeah, I, I glossed over a lot, obviously. What would you guys think of the final the final scene? I thought it was very, a very fitting end to all the, all the drama, to be honest. Like, a lot of all the sort of love triangle stuff got resolved here in that scene. And uh, and I guess new romances were born as well. I don't know. It's hard to, to, to say. I think well, that that will be between Pang Yong and Sha uh, Bing. But um, I, one thing I'm not really sure about, though, is the sort of the, the, the speech that Sha Bing gives, um, something about hatred, I think it was. So... Um, yeah, when when she when when um, Xiao Yi has been killed and then she's retrieved like both of their sort of I don't know their their internal pills or whatever it is that the demons have and hands them over to um, Xiao Wei. She makes a little speech about how the, the, the I think the reason she couldn't pull out the 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 magic sword before was because she had hatred. Yeah, that's what she said. I, I kind of was had a similar reaction to you, I think. But go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what she means. Is that is she like I'm assuming that maybe um, demons killed her family or something, and that she had hatred towards demons, which is why she was unable to use the weapon. And the only reason she could do it now is because like she only had what's protecting um, Pang Yong. Yeah. Uh, which is why she was able to. Or it's kind of like the whole force hammer thing. Like you prove yourself worthy, and <laughs> and you can pull out the blade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was because she was going more towards a protective motivation rather than a motivation of just wanting to destroy the demon. But I did feel a little bit tacked on to me. It felt sort of like it wasn't it wasn't really explained. You kind of had to think about it and draw a conclusion. But I don't know if that's bad. I just think that was uh, it was a little puzzling to me. Um, yeah. Oh well, I was wondering if it was like you know Betty Sun going. I don't have the lines in this movie. I want a nice, impactful <laughs> moment. So give, 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 me, give me a good speech in the climax. And the director was like, "Oh sure, whatever. Writers get on it." <laughs> yeah, I I agree with both of you about the the whole setup. But I also think that um, she kind of had some kind of sympathy for what the demon was going through at the end, wanting to be able to release herself in order to save um wang shang and then that's when most of her hatred like melted but mm -hmm. you know combined with the protectiveness of um peng rong uh yeah peng yong and uh, just a whole bunch of things melded together releasing the hatred and helped her to you know yeah to be able to be capable of doing what needed to be done well she has a really moving scene where when uh when when Peng young falls on her sword she's weeping and it's it's i mean it's a pretty notable moment she has a good job with it and so i think that was like a big part of sort of you know after that she you know it's she's she's more affected by uh by his loss than by you know any need to to eradicate this demon which she could do uh she's in a very good position to do so um so so yeah, I think I think it's uh I think it's that's about right. Um, what did you guys think of this compared to 
the sequel like just in general like how how do you think that they're different and how do you think that they're the same Uh, I don't know. I I I I said I like the, the the sequel more, and that's just because um, it felt like the characters had a bit more depth to them rather than just like, um, oh oh, my husband's sort of interested in another prettier girl type of thing, and yeah, there's a whole charm thing going on there, which I, which I, I I think sort of added a dimension to the movie. You weren't really sure if the 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 um, the uh, the the general when that was it was it a general or was it like a random constable i can't remember what what the uh Which um one? uh i what chen kun's uh character in um resurrection oh i think he was a general oh yeah it's, like i was it wasn't really sure if he was interested in xiao wei's character there and stuff and i i or well, i do have a question about the differences between the two movies and that i in the second movie we were told that demons can't feel Right, which is part of the entire reason why um, Xiao Wei was seeking to turn into a human, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm just trying to figure out is is that consistent with the first movie in mind as well, or I don't think so. Only in only only in the sense that when she gets hit with people's attacks, she doesn't seem to feel it. But yeah. there's never any emphasis on them being unable to feel or like I felt like. I felt like she was probably able to feel the things she was holding, but if somebody stabbed her, it just didn't. No, I mean, hurt. I mean, more like in the, in the emotional sense, because I get, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that was um, what the, I, yeah, the I don't think it was at all. Was as well. Okay, so yeah, I don't think it so was at all in this one. The fact that the fact that she feels love is not uh, not uh, an uh, inconsistency. I, then I feel like it was a reasonable elaboration for the second one. Like yeah. you know, maybe the director of that one noticed, hey, she gets stabbed and she doesn't react. So why don't we kind of roll with that as the the thing i don't know you know or maybe there's some lore about demons about you know well i oh go ahead i i kind of get the impression looking back from the second one to the first one that she fell in love with this man and all this stuff happened and then she realized in the second one that i guess that's what she wanted was Mm. to have true love and some kind of emotional connection with someone instead of just eating their hearts. So that's why in the second one, the focus was more on the, um, you know, finding love and being human to feel the emotional pain mm. kind of thing. That that was my impression. Yeah, I think she's a really cool villain, actually. She's really kind of an interesting one because she's sympathetic, but she never quite loses that ability to scare you. Um, right. But uh, what, we asked this during the other movie. But what kind of movie do you think this is? Like, is it like it's obviously you know straddling several genres? It seems. But what uh, what sort of movie would you classify it as? Family in the romance category for me. Okay. Um. Romance. Drama. Um, little fantasy, and it's got it's got some the the fight scenes do kind of have wuxia elements to them, but it's clearly not a wuxia movie. Um, I was thinking about it, and I I feel like this movie does a really good job of capture capturing the feel of um of of strange tales from a Chinese studio in general. Sort of that, sort of you have sort of the supernatural. But it's not necessarily all scary. A lot of it is is romantic in nature, 
and and so it seems like a good presentation of a lot of those ideas but um but yeah if i was describing it to somebody i would definitely say it's kind of got like there's almost like a soap opera element mm -hmm. to some of it it gets it gets very melodramatic and and even the the music which i want to talk about because something i i i think i remember mentioning we talked about the music a lot in the sequel and i might have mentioned something about how i thought the the music from this one was good too but when i was listening to it i found myself getting really really frustrated with the soundtrack and i don't know what your experience me too, me yeah. too. The, there, there were places where it was amazing where it was really good but there were parts where i was like either that's like a really really cliche like walking baseline or that sounds like like something from like the most typical like like the, the, like 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 a bunch of spooky chords from an old uh you know silent movie you know this you know we're supposed to be feeling the suspense and and some of it just sounded like someone just dicking around on a keyboard to me um but but then there were other parts that were amazing and so uh like it's a good sound and, and the soundtrack won awards so i'm you know I, I, it's possible i'm just missing something here but but a lot of the stuff just was like some of the scenes the music like in the second one the music had this effect of really pulling me in like it just drew me into the into the mood that they were trying to create and i felt like i was getting drawn into the world they were creating and here i felt like the music and the movie existed in two different spaces at times especially when it was repeating itself a lot and kind of i don't know it's something about it might have just been the way it was recorded i don't know oh i think i, I don't know because I, I feel like the, the the use the soundtrack was good but the use of the soundtrack was off like it seemed to crescendo at the wrong time sometimes yeah. and um and the the choice of the soundtrack for a particular scene might not quite might not have quite fit in with what's happening at the moment um and I don't know, but maybe maybe it was the fact that it was pianos and violins that sort of um, felt a bit off when you're sort of watching a um, yeah something set in, in in I don't know what do we say Song Dynasty or whatever like it's it's very sort of modern orchestral music which it's fine it was it was really good music but for this movie it, I I don't know was it the same in the second movie because yeah, it never second, stood the out second to movie me. the second movie had piano it had the strings. Uh, yeah. This one even but had guitar a, in places. It stood out a lot more to me in I, this movie for some reason, though. That's why I think it was almost like the recording. Like it felt like the music did not feel like it fused to the film in the way that it did in the second one. I couldn't figure out why. Um, and and again, there were times where I thought, "Oh, this music's really working." Like you know, especially like in the romantic moments. But in the action scenes, it felt kind of, I don't know, kind of like it was really leaping out at me and 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 that it was like rising above the movie itself and a lot and again a lot of it was very i thought very redundant it was almost like a philip glass style like you know kind of a minimalist type uh type soundtrack i i think i prefer the soundtrack to the second one uh they both share the same end song i think because uh the end song to this is a is, is uh is uh is is quite good and and again a lot of the you know like Half of it was really quite good, I thought, but just some portions of it, I, I, I was just getting frustrated. I might have just been being too picky. I don't know. I was totally sucked in by the drama and the crying at certain points. I don't even remember any of the music from this one. I might be just being too picky here. I don't know. I, I just was, I, 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 I kept going over to my guitar to like 
find the notes that were being played just to see what was annoying me about it. Um, but again, the soundtrack did win an award, so I don't think that it's like. What, but what, like you know, you say winning an award, but what award did it win? Right, like that, on. that that changes things. Like if it okay. won the random award in like the in I don't know in Beijing City or whatever, it was like a minor oh. award somewhere. Okay, so here's the thing: it was nominated for okay. best best original film score in the 28th Hong Kong Film Awards, but it won best original film song. However, the song that won is the end song, which is quite good. The end song is yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that was a good song. Um, and yeah. that's actually sung by Jane, uh, Zhang, the uh, dolphin princess, who also did the, the, the opening music in Return of Condor Heroes 2006. And, uh, and so, you know, so that, that makes sense that that would have won. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I think it's, it, it did get nominated, though. That's still something, too. And it was the, the Hong Kong Film Awards. But... Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I mean, guess... I, I mean, I, I think if we can like look at the soundtrack in isolation, like all the pieces were quite good. I thought. Um, I, I know there were a couple would... that I don't think were quite good. There were a couple of, and I, I, I'm usually all praises for music, but like mm-hmm. there were a couple that were like, it's they just sounded like cliched chords taken from an old like when you, have you ever watched like those old silent movies where they have the soundtrack that's supposed to be played yeah. over it they sounded like that like these sort of wobbly rising chords that are adding mystery and mystery and and there was even one scene where they were playing something that i can only describe as quiz show music where when people are thinking about <laughs> the answer they want to give and that was definitely not the mood of the scene so again, maybe I'm just not on the right page for what they were going for, but I was uh, I, I was really getting angry when when I, and, and and it's not like I noticed this the last three times I watched the movie, so it didn't like leap out at me, but but this time I was really picking up on it. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. So my my view there is that if if we took the soundtrack and like scrubbed all labels from it and just let someone you know a random person listen to it, I don't think they'd associate this with. Uh, um a movie about demons and like killing demons and and like and romance as well because a lot some of the songs are i think what the ones that's like the sort of chasing music was very um and it was just doing again it's it it frustrated me in the way that a philip glass piece will frustrate me where there's sometimes like a really good core concept but because you're only getting that core concept in like concentric circles or something, it it, it gets infuriating. Um, and 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 again, just like with Philip Glass, a lot of it kind of sounds like something I could do. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you when you feel like it's uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I can only describe some of it as just sort of sounding like dicking around to me. But uh, but again, I'm probably being overly critical. Um, but. Uh, what do you guys think about um, about the ending in general? Like, were you happy with the happy ending, or do you think that it was a cheat to have everybody restored to life? I think it, I, I think it's fine. Um, there were sacrifices made. I mean, maybe you know, for people not familiar with the genre, they won't understand like what sort of sacrifices are being made here. But like a thousand year of cultivation. <laughs> for a demon is is not a trivial thing to give up and and in fairness in the original story uh spoilers if you have an intention of reading it um the 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 main character whose name is also wang uh is restored to life 
uh, by his wife, actually. His wife ends up swallowing this phlegm from like a, a weird spiritual beggar type guy who might be a god, might not be. And when she coughs it up, it's it, it, it falls into his chest and, and restore and becomes a heart and and he comes back to life. So I felt like it was very in keeping with the story. Um, how'd you feel about it, Dion? I wasn't expecting everyone to come back to life. I was just expecting certain people, I guess, mm. to come back to life. Um, but I thought it was, it connected the first one and the second one to me because in the second one we found, when the movie started, we found out that she did a great sacrifice and that's why she was imprisoned in ice. So it was nice to see what the exact sacrifice was. So that's what connected the two movies for me. But I thought they could be standalone movies. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I think I think they both work well separately. Like you can watch Resurrection without really watching this one. You might be curious about what came before, but it sort of establishes the the basic context, um, and and it definitely adds to s- some emotional weight to some of the scenes if you know this movie before you see that one. Um, I mean, we already kind of talked about this, but did anybody have a favorite character in the movie? Mm, I, I I did like Charming's character, but she wouldn't really do much to warrant being a favorite character in the movie. I'd say. Um, I, I also quite like character. the. Uh, no, I, I quite like the um, what that one soldier who was like uh, a bit sketchy about Xiao Wei. That like he he was pretty amusing to see. Um, was he the but one he, had, he he met a very nasty end, right? Yeah, he, he was killed by Shao Yi and fell off a watchtower or whatever, uh, and was used to frame uh, Pang Yong. Um, but I, I, think, I don't even remember his name. But he, I thought he he, he had, his his moments were quite amusing. I actually like um, Zhao Yi, the chameleon demon. I thought that um, his character was pretty cool in that, you know, even in human form, he could blend into anything and could hide. And I hate to say it, but I liked his vengefulness in that he was trying to get rid of all the men that um, fell for Zhao Wei so he could have it, have her to himself. Um and the loyalty that he did have for her, you know, as a loyal companion, trying to just keep her alive and everything. But I thought his character was was really cool, and what they did with it. Yeah, and he and he was kind of a interesting one because he had to be funny at times, he had to be scary at times, he had to be like you know, you had to believe that he was in love and feeling, uh, you know, that he was being rejected at times. So, and I felt like I felt all those things with him. And, and, I, and yeah. I thought I thought that the scene where she did reject him, I thought they both did really good in that scene. I, I felt like he really kind of, I don't know, you, you could you could sort of you could feel the sinking in his chest going on, and 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 just like her, like she was really yelling at him loudly, like it almost hurts to watch. And so I just you know I think I think he had they had a good moment together with that. Uh, yeah, I liked his ingenuity with the refrigeration box and. I, I don't know. I just thought his character was a pretty cool, unexpected mix of different emotions and people, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think I, I probably would still pick Zhao Wei as my favorite character just because she's the painted skin demon. And 
you know, she's got all, you know, she, you know, uh, I, I think that, uh, that she does a really good job with that character and, and that it's a sort of a sympathetic villain. But, um, but also I think, uh, you know, uh, Jia Bing is, you know, she definitely had a small role, but the, 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 the little bit of her that we get is all very entertaining. Um, so I always enjoy, especially when she's paired up with Donnie Yen. I thought they had a lot of, you know, they, they kind of had a good chemistry together. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. As I was saying, like I, I can tell you who I didn't like that much in the movie. Okay, uh, cool. Pay wrong, but that's just because her character was like I thought the actress was fine and and, and all that, but Pei Rong's character was. Ugh, I, I don't know. There's something about um, the way she probably kept Pang Yong dangling along um, in in the past. You know, pr- prior to the movie started. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, play playing Pang Yong and Wang Sheng at the same time, and then uh, causing or, or causing him to basically you know, fall into depression and uh, turn into a beggar. You know, it's all her fault. <laughs> <laughs> if she was if if she was falling for Wang Sheng, she should have made it clear in the first time. I'm sorry, I fallen enough of this guy. You don't and... think Wang Sheng bears any responsibility for the the things that happen in the movie, or? Nah, he's alright. <laughs> so I just want to correct something. Uh, I, I I missed one of the awards the score got. It also did win the best film score for the Chang Chun Film Festival. Um, so I don't know how prestigious that is, but you know it did get an additional award. So so I, so I may be crazy. I don't know, or the awards might be rigged. But it's uh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with maybe I'm being overly critical. Um, but uh but yeah I. I don't know. I, I I really like Vicky Zhao as an actress, and I thought she did a really good job in this role. But you're definitely not supposed. You're supposed to be a little bit annoyed with her, um, I think. And and I feel like they make up they make up for that in the second movie where she gets to be a little bit more of a badass and kind of you know a little bit more of an uh, of an entertainer. So much better in the second movie, yeah. though. <laughs> and uh and and so yeah, in this one she's kind of uh. She, she spends a lot of time fretting over and, and also just kind of, it seems, planting seeds that, that bear uh, bad things in the future. So, um, but I thought she did a really good job as an actress with it. Like, this, like you know, the, yeah, like she, she showed the turmoil in the turmoil very well. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 thing was really good um but like i said it's, it's honestly just a character yeah <laughs> she's ugh. anyway sometimes you're she's supposed so, to so much better in the second movie yeah, yeah i know uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a good thing <laughs> that the fact that i feel that way about her character um maybe it's just the sign of her acting but, being uh so good <laughs> that i can yeah. hate her so much and we only talked about it once but what did you guys think of the fight choreography and the fight scenes in general there were some rooftop scenes there you know, there was a, there was a, there's definitely some wire work and there was some other things like that. Um, but it wasn't the star of the movie. Like this was, this is, I mean, this is not a movie that you would watch necessarily for the action. CG was terrible. No, what, yeah, there, there was one scene where they were <laughs> leaping and the chameleon yeah, guy across the, looked, across the roof. <laughs> yeah, he looks really fake. I, I would agree with that. Some of the CG I think was quite good. It's just that the CG that, that, that fell flat fell pretty flat. Um, yeah. it was 2008 though. So you kind of got to, 
you know, like when you go back and watch a movie that's like, you know, earlier, you kind of got to expect a little bit of that. But uh, but I, there, there were a couple of scenes that were a bit surprising. And uh, what about the overall set design and look? Because this one did this one, like the second one, has a clear look to it. I like that. I mean, I, I you know, you, you sort of get hints that this is sort of the sort of Chin Dynasty ish. Um, I, I, you know, I, I like the um, the what, what pillows were they using? For they were they using like lumps of wood for the for the pillows? I or? think they were headrests. Yeah, I think they were like wooden yeah. headrests or something. I thought I thought those were pretty cool. The fact that I would never want to sleep on something like that, but um, and I like the armor for that all, all the soldiers had as well. Yeah. Um, the chainmail and and the, the leather sort of padding on the um, the character. The, the, the costume design was pretty well done. It was yeah, all very it was consistent. Beautiful. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was a feast for the eyes, and but you could never really quite tell when it's from. <laughs> so they did like, a good job you... too of of making a big production of like taking the armor on and off. So like when he puts mm-hmm. on the armor, he's got to have his servants putting it on. And the scene where Donnie Yen rips off his, his, uh, I, I forget what kind of, uh, vest it was, but it was some kind of armored vest. And it makes this like ripply sound when he, when he, when he, when he, uh, sort of, I don't know, unlaces it or something. And it just all kind of, it had like a texture. I felt like I could feel it between my fingers, the way that everybody was handling all this armor. Um, and, and I liked the, the look of the wood, like the, the wood, like the, the housing and the, uh, the, like everything kind of had like a black or a brown hue to it. And it, and it just all had a very consistent tone. Yeah. I enjoyed the women's clothing, um, specifically, um, Wei's clothing and, um, Pei Rong's clothing. I liked when they had, uh, when they showed Zha Wei in um, her room and her clothing was not just laying around. It was on these mannequin-like setups that, I mean, it just made the scene beautiful to have the um, what she had on, on kind of like display. So it was really nice. I, I thought the coloring for the, the women was beautiful and the embroidery work was nice. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a visually. It, it, I, the, the, this movie and the second movie both are like very sort of strong visually, and and they uh, and they and they they do good jobs with the costumes and and the sets and the just the general color. This one, I think, the sequel we sort of decided had like a blue and gold and black look, and this one felt like it had like an orange or yellow and black and brown look, um, but there was like a clear sort of you know color theme running through it and uh and so it just all kind of i don't know it just worked um but yeah so i don't know any other thoughts on this one before we head out i i like i said at the beginning i enjoyed um painted skin and also painted skin resurrection if i if you could only watch one of them i would definitely say painted skin resurrection um but you know that that by, by, by no means does that make painted skin a bad movie. It's just the I, I don't pref- I, I prefer the second one, and um, you know if you're after um, 
a very dramatic romance story with a minimal level of fighting, uh, mostly just set around the, the the sort of dilemmas and the inner turmoils of of, of characters and um, you know the themes of like fidelity and all that sort of stuff. Then um, yeah, definitely give Painted Skin a try. I enjoyed both um, movies equally, so now I'm going to go back and watch them in order, back-to-back, in the same day. That's definitely a good idea, and I, and, and I also recommend them. And, uh, and I think, you know, this is if, for people who, who don't know, or do, we always do monthly themes, and so the theme this month is Spirited Beasts and Ghosts, and... You know, we're going to be continuing that in the coming weeks. I can't remember the name of our next film, but it's an, I think it's another Fox Spirit type movie, and uh, and and then we're gonna you know we'll we'll we'll, uh, uh, we'll be posting updates during the week so people can can know what's coming up, and uh, and yeah. So and if and, and again, if if you if you like the show, definitely consider giving to our Patreon. We'll post a link in the description under the podcast. Uh, you know, we have all different kinds of tiers and reward levels, and we basically use the uh, the support so that we can buy the movies that we review, and so that we can pay for upkeep costs and things like that. So, you know, we 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 are we're thankful to anybody who can contribute, and uh, and yeah. So uh, until next week, we will talk to you later. <laughs>